Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast. This is not Chris Carter, spoiler alert, but this is Brian Batko. And joining me for today's episode will be my Steelers beat partner, Ray Fittipaldo. And guess what? We're going to talk about the NFL draft. What else would we do this time of year? Uh, not only that, but we're going to go through and do a seven round mock draft with Ray and I putting our heads together. So we will see you uh, right after this quick break on the other side. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Yeah, once again, no Chris Carter here today. Chris is on, he's got a day off, vacation, personal day, whatever you want to call it. So we've got the old gang back together, Brian Batco and Ray Fittipaldo. Ray, how's it going, man? Good, Brian. How are you? 17 days away from the NFL draft. Uh, it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, and that's why I figured this would be a good a good time since, you know, we probably won't do this together again before then. Um, and last year we did this this exercise, so it's taken us... Taking us back to the old chip tam and in, in football. That's what Pittsburgh does, Dave. Speaking of which, I've got a shirt now that says that. My buddy oh, uh, nice. Taylor, who's got Yin's uh, Yin's clothing, uh, made this for me. So uh, check that out. Y I N Z Z. Um, so check check it out for the old chip tam and football shirt. If you're a diehard Ray and Brian podcast fan, but uh, yeah, last year when we did this. Ray, I think our first round, we, you know, we we tried to think outside the box, and last year it was to our detriment because, as I recall, we picked Georgia defensive tackle Devonte Wyatt for the Steelers at twentieth overall. That didn't, you know, that's not how it went down, but um, you know, it was, it was at least a good exercise. I think we pulled up one of these mock draft simulators, and I'm going to do the same thing again here, and I'll, I'll uh, you know, lay out the situation for Ray as we go, write down our picks. We'll do. Day one in the first segment here, day two in the second segment, and day three in the third segment. So that'll give us uh, ample time to talk about everybody. Ray, are you uh, are you ready to roll? You'll be. Do you want to be Omar Khan or Andy Weidel? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll be uh, I'll be Andy Weidel. You could be Omar. I mean, former South Hills offensive linemen really should stick together um, as we make these these draft picks here. So, all right. Um, and just for reference, we're using NFL Mock Draft database.com i think they do a good job with uh projecting people and uh and the value of you know different prospects and they've got a lot of players on here so ray at, at 17 overall went right before us was uh broderick jones to the washington commanders who i think he was the most recent player you mocked to the steelers right uh correct yes yeah and the one in the pick right before that 15 to green bay was lucas van ness defensive lineman from iowa so they Another. are uh, they're they're just, yeah, they're just, uh, you know, grabbing people that, that you have already mocked to the Steelers just to make this harder on us. But I'll tell you who's on the board, Ray. Okay. Uh, Miles Murphy from Clemson, 
big edge rusher. Um, we've got Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia, who's been kind of a late riser here in this process. Jordan Addison, Kenny Pickett's former uh, number one target at Pitt. Uh, we've got Pitt defensive lineman Kalijah Cansey. Uh, Brian Branch from Alabama and Deontay Banks are the top two defensive backs on this website. And the top O lineman at this point is Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Maybe he's the most recent uh, player you mocked to the Steelers. Yeah, but it was Van Ness number one, Broderick Jones number two, and then uh, Darnell and then Wright in the third. Yeah, and then we've got Clemson D lineman Brian Brzee is on here as well. I'm assuming you're not interested in Bijan Robinson running back from Texas or tight end Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. So correct. Um, correct. All right. okay. any, of those, any, of those, any of those names stand out to you, Ray? Yeah, for me, um, you know, Darnell Wright and Deontay Banks. And I think just, you know, 50, 50 there, they need a corner definitely. Um, and they need a, a tackle and uh, Darnell Wright has been a left tackle Um uh, he was a left tackle during his junior year with the Vols um, and right tackle before and after that. Uh, listen, for me, I'm going to go by what I've, I've said all along. This is a deep corner class. Go get your lineman early. I will go Darnell Wright, uh, a tackle from Tennessee with number 17 overall. What about Brian Brzee from Clemson? What do you make of him? That you know, We're sticking with the trenches at least. If you flip it yeah. over to the other side, do you, do you think he's worthy of a first-round pick? Uh, I do. I was thinking more, you know, if he's available at 32, I would have no issue with that. You know, he, he's a redshirt sophomore, had a really difficult season last year. His sister died of cancer, younger sister, and uh, he was dealing with some injuries. And, uh, you know, he had a good uh, workout at the Combine. I think he had a good pro day. So he's definitely vaulted himself back into that first round conversation. You know, I just look at the history, the way the Steelers have done things when there's an injury, you know, I don't think they're afraid to take that guy at the end of round one or round two. Um, but, uh, you know, just 17 is probably a little bit too high for me, but I, I definitely think he's, he's one of the top uh, defensive and defensive tackles in this draft. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I think they would be lucky if he's still there at 32. I just wouldn't take him at 17. Okay. Well, we can uh, we can go with Darnell Wright then, who's got a clean bill of health. We we haven't done much to address the tackle position in free agency. We know that much. You know, LaRaven Clark is a is a journeyman through and through. So this is probably the right time to add some competition for Dan Moore and Chooks of Cora for. So um, I guess I can I can pencil in Darnell Wright unless you think are we are we missing are we missing the boat on any of these guys at the top like a Jordan Addison because of the picket connection, or are you just not, you're just not there on him at this point? Yeah. I mean, I, I acknowledge the pick connection. I, I know you want to make your franchise quarterback happy, but uh, for me, 17 would be too high there. I would be okay with him in the second round, Brian. But uh, I mean, to be honest with you, so, so combine workout, right. I mean, he didn't knock anyone's socks off. So I'd feel more comfortable with him in the second round. If he's there, again, I don't know if he's going to be there, but I'm fine with picking a guy in the trenches. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Joey Porter Jr. is is not there for us in this simulation. He went 10th overall to the Eagles, which could very well happen. And, you know, the, the other – the big two corners, Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon, they went in the top 10, which is also very possible uh, at the end of this month when the real draft 
rolls around. Intrigued at all by either the uh, edge rushers, Miles Murphy or, or Nolan Smith. Very different types of players. I mean, Murphy, you look at what the Steelers do. He's a defensive end most likely, whereas Nolan Smith would be a, an outside linebacker and maybe even have a chance to play off the ball a little bit if they want to get creative because he is undersized, but his athleticism is off the charts. Yeah, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. I think Nolan Smith was 240 at the Combine. So yep. for him to play 3-4 outside linebacker, you'd have to add, add 10 pounds at least, um, you know, for him to get ready to get up to speed there. Obviously, you have the athleticism if you wanted to try him off the ball. Um, again, that would be a projection. And then Murphy, you know, he's one of those tweeners, right? I mean, he's he's a great athlete, um, doesn't necessarily fit as a five technique for the Steelers. He'd have to add weight uh, there, probably 15 to 20 pounds. Um, or you could slim him down and, you know, ask him to be a 3-4 outside linebacker. But I'm not doing that in the first round. Um, they have not addressed outside linebacker in free agency, but um, you have two starters there. So I'm going to wait until later in the draft if that's how they view Miles Murphy. I don't know how they would view him, you know, whether he'd be a five technique or, or an outside backer. But I'm waiting until second, third, fourth round to get my backup outside linebacker. The last one I'll mention Kalijah Kansi to the Steelers. Maybe you've talked about this with, with Adam or Chris. I, he, I think he could be a great player in the NFL, but I just don't see him as a fit. And it's not because the Steelers are a quote-unquote 3-4 team or anything like that. That is kind of a misnomer these days. But generally with what they want with their front, you know, they they ask big people to do to do things up front for them. Right. And that's just not the player that Kansi is. I, I just It's really hard to see him being a fit, I think, with you know what the Steelers have built defensively maybe I'm wrong um but I just uh, I just don't really see that coming to pass even if he is still on the board and for some people you know if he's on the board at 17 he'll be the best prospect available yeah I mean I, I think he's a great player I just don't know about the fit with the Steelers um it's not a nose tackle so who he would be an undersized three technique um but again I, you know I listen I I think he's a terrific player I just don't think the way the Steelers um, play defense. I don't think that um, he would be on the board for them at that point. I agree. I think if if he finds the right team that wants to use him as a penetrating defensive tackle, and he's got two eighty and two ninety on each side of him, then then he could get after quarterbacks the same way he did at Pitt. But uh, I think you know with the Steelers, you'd be playing with uh, with TJ Water, Alex Highsmith uh, on one side of you. So it just doesn't doesn't really seem to to add up for me. But all right, so we've got Darnell Wright from Tennessee. And, Ray, I've got uh, got these little thumbtacks I'm going to put on the map here behind us. So I'm going to find Knoxville, Tennessee, right Knoxville there. on the world map. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, get a, I didn't get a U.S. map here. So, But I, you'll just have to trust me that I put that uh, over in the Smoky Mountains area. You so. got Knoxville there, and I got Pittsburgh right behind me there. So yeah, there you go. yeah, you're in the you're in our war room, I guess, for the most part, uh, while I'm out here uh, traversing the country. But uh, all right, well, we're gonna take a uh, a quick break, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get into rounds two and three. But first, uh, wanted to just give you guys a quick word from GameTime.co. Buying tickets to your Favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. You got great deals on last minute tickets, their best price guarantee. And with all that, you can stop stressing over those tickets. Start getting hyped up for the actual fun that you'll have. Don't worry about the planning so much as long as you use the Game Time app. It allows you to book those tickets at the last minute if you didn't plan it out in advance. 
Uh, I don't know about you guys. There's plenty of times I want to go to something and I just kind of get caught up in the actual logistics of making it happen. But with game time, uh, it's a lot easier because you get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and more. Uh, the game time guarantee, too, means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. So snag those tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create your account, use code PITT for $20 off your first purchase, or you can go to their website gametime.co terms apply create an account redeem code p-i-t-t for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all righty ray bring you back in here for uh for day two of our mock draft i just uh I just ran the simulator again here, and we've got some people still on the board, at least one notable name to me who was also in contention, I think, for our first pick, Brian Branch from Alabama safety slash nickel corner, whatever you want to consider him, a jack-of-all-trades defender on the back end. Are you quick to pounce on him, or should I read off some other names here who are still around, Red? I think that's a really good option, but uh, let's see who the no other names are. Yeah. Okay, we've got Keely Ringo, corner from Georgia. So, you know, those guys are definitely on the radar, given that we didn't, you know, we passed on Deontay Banks in round one. Another corner, Cam Smith from South Carolina. The Steelers seem to have a thing for drafting guys named Cam on defense, so you can't discount that. Um, we've got Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver from Tennessee. Uh, another big tackle, Dewan Jones from Ohio State, but I don't think we want to double down. Yeah on tackles at this point. And then, uh, and then a couple more intriguing names, a few more actually at inside linebacker, Drew Sanders from Arkansas, Trenton Simpson from Clemson and Jack Campbell from Iowa. Is there a, a player or a position you're super high on Ray that you're wondering if I skipped over? Uh, no. How about defensive lineman? Uh, yeah, before we. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Brissy's on. Uh, I'd say the best player on the board right now is Keon white from Georgia tech. Um, but there's okay. also a couple yeah. couple more undersized edges in Felix and UDK uses Dama and Alessio. If you want a pure tackle, you know, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, he is on the board here. Uh, if you think 32 is not too high, as is Siaki Ika from Baylor and Tui, Tui Pelotu from USC. Yeah, for me, Brian, and I'm not – I don't know about you. I'm not really – looking at inside linebacker that early. So for me, it would be either Ringo or Brian Branch. Um, hey, listen, they need a slot corner. This is a deep draft for corners. Let's go. Uh, let's see what you think, but let's go Brian Branch here, slot corner from Alabama. And, uh, oh, let's hash that. Let's, uh, let's have a discussion. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. If, if, if you would have thrown out a name that I really wasn't into, I I would have said so. Um, you know, Emmanuel Forbes, I skipped over his name. He's on here as well from Mississippi State. But the thing that I like more about Branch is I just think he's he's he can wear more hats than Emmanuel Forbes. You know, he he's a good tackler, he's good in run support. So maybe he's ultimately your your starting safety next to Minka Fitzpatrick, or maybe he's your day one starting slot corner. I just think he can do. I think he can do a lot more. And at this point, Ray. This seems like a fall for him. I think maybe we should just snap him up at 32 
and, you know, just be thankful that he was there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. If you look at, yeah, if you look at Lance Earline's rankings on NFL.com, he has a top 10 grade on him. Um, you know, I, I think others maybe have him down in the 20s, but listen, for him to get to 32, I understand, you know, slot corner is kind of like a fringe starting position in the NFL, but he's still going to play 65, 70% of the snaps probably once he does become the starter. So 32, I, I say let's go. Let's pounce on that. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios. All right, let's do it. Yeah, he's not the biggest, not the fastest guy, so that's why you're going to see some some analysts split on him too. But uh, we'll grab him. I think he he fits in with what our Steelers defense would need. All right, we're back up on the clock now at pick number 49. Um, let's see who we lost in between there. A couple corners went and Cam Smith and, um, and Keely Ringo are gone. Uh, and Emmanuel Forbes as well. But still on the border, a lot of those inside linebackers that we mentioned, Ray, Drew Sanders, Jack Campbell, uh, are still out there. Keon White, defensive lineman from Georgia Tech, who visited the Steelers last week. Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, who's more of a true nose tackle. And if, you, if you're looking more outside corner, Julius Brents from Kansas State and Tyreek Stevenson from Miami are on the board too. Um, is there any any position that you feel like you'd want to target at this point now that we've got a ta- an offensive tackle and a you know Swiss Army knife defensive back? I know what I'm thinking, but just out of curiosity, is Jonathan Mingo, the receiver from Ole Miss, still on the board? Forgot to go to Tuscaloosa. Um, let's let's see here. Uh, wide receiver from Mississippi, Jonathan Mingo. Yes, he is still available. Um, okay. He visited the Steelers as well uh, for a pre-draft, so you know that they've got some interest in him. 6'2", 200, can play outside and can probably play inside. You know, this one – you know, your middle of the second round, no, it's your extra pick. Um, I know what I'm thinking. Um, I would go either outside corner or key on white here. Um, but let's have a discussion. Where, where, where would you target inside linebacker um, after all the moves they made in free agency there? See, that's the thing. I think they did enough that I'm not too eager to, to try to make a move there. I mean, I just don't know. You know, Jack Campbell, I think, is is kind of your classic downhill linebacker that I feel like I, I don't know how much of an upgrade he is over Cole Holcomb. You know, right. I could be wrong. People are pretty split on him, and we've talked about him a lot on the YouTube show and the North Shore Drive. Sanders from Arkansas is intriguing because I think he could also maybe help you at edge rusher if you really needed uh, needed a body. I mean, he's 6'5", 240, and he played that position originally yeah. at, at Alabama. So, you know, he's he's got a, he's got a lot to him. Uh, a lot to like there, but Keon White from Georgia Tech, I've, I've kind of come to appreciate him as a as a prospect. I mean, he's got the size, 6'5", 285, moves really well. He's got injury an injury history as well. Um, you know, six-year six year guy at Georgia Tech who transferred from Old Dominion, but, um, you know, his his tape is pretty good, I think, and his, his athletic testing is really good. Well, I'm on board with that. Are you good with that? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that that solves uh, you know the defensive line conundrum for us. It doesn't give yeah. us a true nose, but after signing Braden Fajoko, right. I you know maybe the Steelers don't necessarily need that player anymore. And you know what it does? You address O line, you address corner, and you address D line in the first three rounds. Um, I think that's consensus. What everyone is thinking is, is what's going to happen. So uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to last till 49 in a real draft either, but again, we're not just pulling these out of thin air. We're going off the mock draft uh, randomizer, whatever you want to call it. So wait, maybe we just got lucky. And I saw an interview with Keon White from his pro day down in Atlanta. He said he can play anywhere from outside linebacker. If a team needs him to do that uh, to three techniques. So, I mean, he's willing and able, he said the team is paying him. So he'll go wherever they tell him to go. I like that attitude on our team, right? I'm locking in uh, in Keon White. (laughs) We're back to Atlanta up here on the uh, on the board. All righty, let's see here for our last pick of uh, of day two of our draft. uh, The top names on this board: Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. I think we solved that. DJ Turner, corner from Michigan. He's a little smaller. Sidney Brown, true safety from Illinois. Andre Carter edge rusher from Army. We've got Luke Whippler, interior lineman from Ohio State. A couple more safeties, Jordan Battle, Jamie Robinson from Alabama, Florida State, respectively. And I'll just tell you right now, at wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo from Mississippi is still available, if, if that's what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, I, I would, you know, here, Brian. All the inside here, linebackers have dried up in between pick 49 and 80. Yeah, which I thought would happen. Um, you know, for me, I think receiver because they didn't address that in free agency, or you go outside corner here to pick up uh, a young guy to to be mentored by Patrick Peterson. Yeah, I'm, um, see, I'm actually thinking that too. And here are a few more names at outside corner: Darius Rush from South Carolina, six two, another pre-draft visitor. Eli Ricks from Alabama, Jalen Jones from Texas A&M, also 6'2", and Riley Moss from Iowa, who the Steelers were at his pro day with Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan. Correct. Um, Boy, I would think Mingo would be the highest rated player on the board there. Hey, in in the third round, how do you want to do this? You want to go who the the higher rated player is? We can go top outside corner or we can go Jonathan Mingo here. I'm pretty flexible, but – I'm a little bit surprised Mingo is still there, to be honest with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna push outside corner here because I think I think you know Brian Branch isn't gonna do that. He'll do a lot for you in the secondary, but he's I don't think he's gonna play on the outside. And you kind of need to groom somebody behind Patrick Peterson. And I'd say there's no guarantee that Akella Witherspoon or James Pierre gets back into anybody's good graces over at the okay. uh, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. So this is a guy that I hadn't paid too much attention to, but uh, how do you feel about this uh, Jalen Jones from Texas A&M? He's got the size, ran pretty well at the Yeah, combine. I mean, this, that's what this draft is all about. Um, there's a shortage of pure slot corners, but there are a lot of 6'1", 6'2", guys, long guys, um, athletes who can run. Now, a lot of them aren't finished products. and if That's okay. Jones, we don't need this guy to play right away. Right, so, that, so you, that's you all need right. somebody to mentor him, so – yeah, I think this is kind of the spot there where you go with a traits-based prospect and uh, see what uh, see what you could do there uh, getting him into your program. All right, we'll go Jalen Jones from College Station. Locking him in, putting the uh, little tack down here in 
in Texas, right around here somewhere. All right, Ray, when we come back, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll try to crush the draft on day three with our one-fourth rounder and two seventh rounders. Thanks a lot, Akella Witherspoon. And who was the other pick? Was it Malik Reed that they traded one of these away for? Yes, Malik Reed, correct. Right, Good memory. Well, thank we'll be right back here on the North Shore Drive. All right, so just to recap, round one, we went Darnell Wright from Tennessee, offensive tackle. Round two, uh, we went Brian Branch from Alabama and Keon White from Georgia Tech, uh, corner slash safety and a DN slash outside linebacker, if you want to call him that, uh, pure edge guy. And then in round three, a pure outside corner from Texas A&M, Jalen Jones. So we've gone three straight picks on the defensive side of the ball. Before we make a pick or, or even list any names here for the fourth round, Ray, what, what are your consensus or uh, general take on what we should be doing here philosophically? Because this is going to be our last pick in the meat of the right. draft before before we really have to just throw a, throw a couple darts at the end of this thing, literally with my map here. Yeah, so for me, do you want to get an inside linebacker spe- slash special teams player? in here with that pick to sort of fill out that room. Uh, you got Holcomb, you got Robertson, you got Mark Robinson. I think we all probably agree that there's going to be a fourth guy. We don't know when that guy's going to come. But by the same token, you can go offense. You can go a receiver to challenge Calvin Austin and Anthony Miller here. Or you can go, and I think this is less likely now since they re-signed Zach Gentry, but you could go if there's a – blocking tight end on that board that you think is going to be better than Zach Gentry, um, who's maybe a little bit better of a pass catcher too, maybe you go tight end there. So I would be targeting those three um, positions, and let's see who's available. This one should be fun. I'm a Zach Gentry believer, so I'm going to put my foot down and say, no, Andy Weidel, Fittipaldo, we're not going tight end here in the fourth round. Maybe I'll give you that pick in the seventh if uh, if one of your pet guys is there. But um, all right, I'll read off to you the inside linebackers at the top of this board: Owen Papo from Auburn, Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati, Ventrell Miller from Florida, Servasier Dennis from Pitt, Mohamed um, Diabate from Utah, and oh, do do we do it? Nick Herbig from Wisconsin. Now that we've got his big brother on the offensive line, he's more of a hybrid edge inside yes, linebacker. Um, Aubrey Miller from Jackson state is another one here. I've seen some clips of him hitting people pretty hard, but, um, the other position you threw out there, I'll tell you the receivers who are at the top of the list here. Trey Palmer from Nebraska, Dontavian Wicks, Virginia, Parker, Washington, Penn state, Charlie Jones, Purdue, a pre-draft visitor. And then a a couple of Maryland guys, Rakeem Jarrett and Dante Demas jr. From Maryland. So you'd think Mike Tomlin would have some familiarity with them in college park. Is there a player across those two positions who jumps out at you? Since we kind of narrowed it down to where we think we're weak on the roster at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I would go either two guys, and you can chime in if there's somebody I missed that you feel strongly about. Ivan Pace, undersized inside backer, but very, very good on the blitz. Um, might have to add a little bit of weight, but um, I think he's a good prospect. And then Charlie Jones in here for a pre-draft visit. You know there's there's um, you know there, there's something there. The Steelers like him enough to bring him in. They need a slot. 
uh, possession type receiver. So I could be talked into either, but I would say Pace or Jones there with this pick. Well, that worked out well because out of those dozen or so names, the one that I had in mind was Charlie Jones from Purdue. Okay. Really productive last year in his only season in West Lafayette. Came from Iowa where the forward pass hasn't really made it there consistently on Saturdays yet. But uh, so we won't hold that against him. And yeah, I mean, I think the biggest issue that I look at right now in the Steelers receiving core is do you have a reliable slot receiver? I mean, ideally, Calvin Austin with his 4-3 speed will help you out there, but it couldn't hurt to get a little bigger. But I mean, Charlie Jones isn't huge, but, you know, at 5'11", he might make Calvin Austin look small. So um, I'm good with a guy who's proven his ability to get open in college. And, um, you know, we, we haven't added a weapon for Kenny Pickett yet in the draft. Probably time to do that. Uh, we'll go back to back uh, on the on the Joneses with Jalen and Charlie. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's a good pick. All right. Charlie Jones putting him in there and time to now we've got yellow. We've got yellow thumbtacks for the day three people. Um somewhere, somewhere in the Midwest. All right. This is going to be a, a long wait now in between rounds four and, and seven. So while we do this, Ray, what do you think the Steelers should? I mean, last year they kind of they really took a flyer on a you know quarterback at seven B, as Mike Tomlin likes to say. They've got a 7A and a 7B again this year. You know, I think sometimes these picks get a bad rap. You know, people say, ah, who cares? It's a seventh rounder. But, you know, you can try to hit on these and, and try to at least draft somebody either with some upside or maybe somebody who's just a good football player and doesn't have the measurables that gets overlooked in the first six rounds. Yeah, I mean, there's different ways you can look at it. I mean, uh, you know, you can – I need some coffee to times- stay awake for the seventh round. Sorry. <laughs> A lot of times you can kind of this late in the draft, you can almost be like, okay, developmentally, can we stash this guy on IR? Can we hide him on the practice squad? Um, you know, somebody yeah, no guarantee really- that the seventh rounders are going to make it in any season, but especially this season with what the Steelers signing, I think you wrote last week, was it eight outside eight, free agents so far? Eight outside free agents and probably more, you know, before training camp gets here. If we want to extend that period out a few more yeah. months. Um I would go tight end here, outside linebacker here. Um, what about third um, string quarterback? Third string quarterback, maybe that would be my third choice. Um, do you want to double down? They've been really interested in interior offensive linemen. They had that uh, Zavala kid in from uh, – uh, he was from NC yeah. State last week. I'm not sure if he, he would last. But, I, you know, I'm thinking probably tight end and outside linebacker unless there's a – a random long snapper or punter they want to bring into a challenge for a, for a special teams job. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a kicker needs to come in here to challenge Chris Boswell, but um, all right, here are the edge rushers who are available. DJ Johnson from Oregon, Nick Hampton from Appalachian state, Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan, Tavius Robinson from Mississippi. You could go with another Mississippi guy named Robinson in the seventh round. If you want for the second, second year in a row. Um, Kenna Inachukwu from Rice. Um, so, you know, no big names, obviously. I will uh, humor you with your tight ends. I know this guy's been in your mocks at least once. Payne Durham from right. Purdue. We just drafted Charlie Jones from Purdue. Um, I don't know if we want the entire offense from the Boilermakers, but um, but he's there and then really, really not much else. Braden Willis, Oklahoma. Marshawn Ford, Louisville. Um, you know, guy, this is, a, I think, a good tight end class at the top, but not really as you get in to the depths of it. So 
what what are you what are you, what's on your mind here? Um, well, Ray, I'm, Ray the, I'm the assistant GM here, and uh, you're the GM, Brian. So I'll let you make this pick. I would I wouldn't have an issue going with Payne Dorham, but I know there's only what six or eight slots until the next the next yeah. pick. So yeah, so why don't you pick it pick an outside backer if that's the route you want to go? I'm not really familiar with a lot of those outside backers you named. Yeah, I'm I'm good with taking a a tools tradesy guy. This DJ Johnson from Oregon, I believe he's got good size, and I I think he uh, might have transferred or trans changed positions, maybe both. Um, yeah, I mean at this point, we don't we haven't studied as much. Maybe we'll use these last two weeks to study these seventh round prospects. Mm-hmm. But I have seen him higher on some outlets, so I'll I'll go with DJ Johnson to come in and try to challenge. You know your your Jameer Joneses and Quincy Rochers to, to maybe work his way in there as the number three edge rusher. Plus we at least get the put attack all the way up here in the Pacific Northwest with that pick. So DJ Johnson with our first seventh rounder. And here comes Steelers, Mr. Irrelevant North shore drive, Mr. Irrelevant of 2023. Payne Durham is still available uh, in, on the interior O line. There's, there's not much. Cause I was thinking, Maybe try to get a backup center at this point, but there's just not there's not many guys like that. Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan, the two national championship uh, quarterbacks, are are around on the board as well as Penn State's Sean Clifford. So those are a few other names that maybe there's somebody listening on the uh, podcast form or watching at home screaming that uh, you need a number three QB to come in here behind Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would go Payne Dorham or one of those quarterbacks. I think, you know, if you're looking for a number three guy to develop, you know, mobility would be nice. So maybe the the kid from TCU would be an intriguing prospect there. Not that I think that he could ever develop into a starter, but uh, yeah, I'll go Dorham or a quarterback if you want to break that tie. We never did draft an inside linebacker, and there's a Shaka Hayward here from Duke, who is the cousin of Cam and Connor Hayward. So we could really keep it. We could really keep it in the family to get a a, a seventh round special teams grinder. But um, I thought you were going to say Shaka Khan for a minute there. There's also Bumper Pole from Arkansas, which might be the best name in the draft. <laughs> I think I think he won the uh, what's the award for the the college walk-ons um, Burlesworth Trophy. I believe he won that this season. So okay. uh, he, he'd be like Tyler Matakavich part two, I think. Maybe we can pick him, pick up one of those two as an undrafted Undraft- free agent. There you go. There's always 10 or 12 of those guys too. So Yeah, there there are. Um, all right. So I guess you're you're gonna leave this in my wheelhouse again. I, yeah, I am gonna over, I'm gonna overrule you on the tight end because I think I just like our top three Friarmuth, Gentry, Hayward, and I will make the controversial quarterback pick and take Stetson Bennett from the Georgia Bulldogs. I think he might actually be older than Kenny Pickett at this point. He might be older than Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Get ready Southside. Get ready Southside. Yes, he did get himself in a little bit of a little bit of hot water running around with the the DUI in in Dallas when he could have been in Mobile at the Senior Bowl as well. Were people buzzing about that that week? I seem to remember a little bit of that, yeah. So he couldn't right. stoop to bringing himself to the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Um, well, he he better buy into being the the backup here in Pittsburgh to uh, to a, a quarterback who was drafted in the first round a year before him. But maybe he'll turn into uh, 
you know, the, the longtime QB two for the Steelers, the way that uh, many other local legends have your, your Charlie batch, um, Brian St. Pierre, Landry Jones, maybe that's in, in the cards for Stetson Bennett. So, all right, before we get out of here, uh, I will read you down the list of our North shore drive 2023 mock draft for Brian Batko and Ray Fittipaldo. We went Darnell Wright from Tennessee in the first round, Brian Branch and Keon White in the second round, Jalen Jones and Charlie Jones in rounds three and four, and rounded it out with DJ Johnson and Stetson Bennett. So I think we got better today, Ray. What about you? Yeah, I kind of like it. Pretty good exercise here that, uh, you know, that uh, is a good thing here two and a half weeks before the draft. So I think the fans will like our first three or four picks. And I, I think that's all really anyone's concentrating on. So, yeah. Yeah. If you don't like our seventh round pick, I don't know what to tell you other than NFL mock draft database gave us B pluses for both. And we, yeah. we did not score lower than a B in our first three picks got straight A's. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? There you go. Send your complaints to uh, NFL mock draft database. Or you can send them to Chris Carter, the usual host of this show. since he, Just not us. Uh, yeah, since he had uh, both of us filling in for him today. But uh, thanks, as always, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back, as always, with more Steelers, more NFL draft talk, probably more Pirates and Penguins talk later this week since you know, Pirates are just starting to get going. O'Neill Cruz injury was a big one, whereas the Penguins season is uh, possibly winding down, possibly heating up if they find a way to squeak into the playoffs. We will see what happens there. For Ray Fittipaldo, I'm Brian Batco. Thanks, as always, for checking us out on the North Shore Drive, whether it's on YouTube, which, as always, we'd remind you to subscribe to if you like this episode or you like the other ones you've seen, uh, or if you're listening on the old audio versions, uh, great to be with you guys again. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specrite para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios.